here, folks, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna conclude up the adventure with uh, showing you what happened to Belnor from his perspective of the game. Got Chuck sitting in, ready to play Belnor as ever. How you doing, Chuck? Pretty good. Good. So you ready for uh, see what happens to Belnor? Yes. Okay. So anybody that's been listening out there uh, remembers that uh, they dragged everyone back to the room. They were healing up. They were getting ready to move on, and to decide to take a nice little nap. Okay, so, as you were resting, <clears throat> excuse me, Belner, you, you wake up suddenly in the middle of the night in the cold, like a cold sweat, and you realize that you're alone in this room with the dripping water and the rotting meat. There's no Trask. There's no uh, <laughs> rest of that. I can't think of everyone else's name at the moment. I'm sorry. Uh, there's no Corbin. There is no Galvin. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't think of the names for a minute. There's no one there, just you laying alone in the room. Uh, does the place look disturbed? It looks like there might have been uh, a scuffle, but you're unsure what was going on. Okay. Um, guess I'll check out the room, see if there's any signs of, of where they went. You just see some... Uh, Various uh, footprints on the ground leading out of the room. You see giant footprints, which you can only laugh and think to yourself that was probably Trask. Right. <laughs> big Trask. <laughs> but that's all you really see in the room. That's out of the ordinary. Well, I'll go ahead and uh, follow those footsteps out from which they took. All right, you uh, carefully creep out into the hallway looking both ways, and then you see they went back towards the uh, slide room, and then uh, the large Trask footprints start heading south towards this, the one door that you guys did not actually go through together as a group. And the door okay. is the door is slightly ajar. Well, I will uh, pull out my, my hammer and... Ready my shield and, and uh, go up to the door. Okay. Is it a jar peeking, like, is it hanging toward me or away from me? It is open towards you, and it's probably open about two inches, your guess. Okay, I'll try to peek through. I don't have a torch lit or anything, so I'm just using the light of the dungeon. Right, you uh, you peek through it, and you see uh, a couple um, of dead orc bodies laying on the ground, and... You see a couple bashed up statues, and um, let's see what else you see here. You also see uh, a bunch of what looks like pillows, lavish pillows, broken and thrown across the room. And you also see three thrones across the room, sitting up on, on like a, a platform. One uh, is in the middle, is a high back one, a little bit taller than the rest, and there's two on the side. And you have, there's a, like a lavender smell of incense in the room. Is anything moving at all in there? No. Okay, I'll go ahead and uh, slowly open the door and enter. Okay, so you enter the room and you you see the three thrones. And um, you see uh, the thrones are lavishly have the moon and star symbols on it. Um... The small thrones have some gems on them, but the big throne does not have a gem. It looks like it has a gem that was missing. 
Um, if you inspect it a little closer, it looks like someone pried it out. Okay. <laughs> and then upon looking even further, you see a small door behind the throne room, uh, behind the thrones. It's about maybe three foot tall, like Trask size, normal Trask size. Okay. It has a picture of a treasure chest on it. Well, Trask would have went that way. <laughs> uh, first, I'm going to make sure that all these orcs are dead, dead. Mm-hmm. All right, you checked uh, up on the orcs, and you see that they are absolutely positively dead, dead. Okay. Then I will uh, go and inspect the small door. Kind of peek through it if I can, or... You, uh, the door seems it seems to be open slightly uh, when you go over to look at it, as if someone went through it already, opening up towards you. Uh, it, it's a small little walkway, which leads out to what looks like maybe possibly a balcony, but you're not sure from your angle. You'd have to actually crawl through and look. Okay, yeah, I'll crawl through there. All right, uh, when you get to the balcony, it, you look... You stand up, brush yourself off, and look down, and it seems to be what it looks like a whole entire pit, like a mud pit. And then you see stairs leading down to your right from the uh, balcony, and then you also see a giant large wooden doors, probably 9 to 10 feet high. And on the left and right sides, you see what looks to be like balcony seats. Like this could have been some type of arena that someone was fighting in. Okay, is the door down in the pit, or is it up here on the balcony? The door, the of course. giant doors. The giant door is in the actual pit on the other far... Let's see this week. If you're standing north, it's on the south part of the room. Okay. So I will make my way down the stairs slowly. Mm-hmm. And head over to those doors if I don't see anything else of interest when I'm down here. <laughs> Okay, uh, you're walking around, and you're heading there. You notice that in the mud, it looks like there seems to be something was dragged through the mud in various ways. You're not sure what it is, but you just see, like, <laughs> it looks like a small body that was dragged through the mud. Okay, was it dragged toward those doors? No, it just seems to be... All over the place? All over the place. Sometimes you see a circle eight pattern, sometimes you don't. You're just like, hmm. You keep heading towards the doors? Yeah. Alright, so you're heading towards the door, and uh, you reach it to the big giant wooden doors with the handles. There are ropes on each side of the handles. Looks like they were, took multiple amount of people to pull these doors open. So, you're not certain if you can open these by yourself at this point. So they are shut. Oh, yeah, they're shut. Okay, I'll grab a hold of one of the rope handles, mm-hmm. place my foot on the opposite door, and give a big tug. All right, and uh, let's see. Your open doors percentage. That should be on your sheet there. Yeah, yeah. Give me one second. I don't have my sheet in front of me. Somewhere in this pile. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, my open doors is a one and two. All right, so then roll me a d6 and do it. 
And I rolled a one. Oh, great. You tug and tug and tug and tug and tug, and then finally you open the door enough that you could probably squeeze through it. If you want I would do so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you squeeze through instantly when you, when you push through into the uh, room. It smells like utter crap. I mean, it's just like someone was just taking a constant dump in this room. And uh, it smells of rotting flesh. And you're just disgusted and, and overwhelmed by the smell that you have to hold up your hand across your face for a while until, um, <clears throat> until you get used to the smell. But further walking, in, it, it, it seems to be heading downwards as opposed to upwards, going further and further back. The light is getting a little bit dimmer in here until you reach a uh, large open room with seems to be like a giant cage with a lock on it. And you see a shadow figure sitting in the back corner of the darkness just sitting there. And there seems to be no other way out. I'll go ahead and light a torch. It's okay. You light a torch and uh, you see various, like, irons and chains in the room. And you see various poking and torture devices. And inside the cage, you see this giant, probably nine-foot humanoid-looking figure shielding his his eyes from the light. And he kind of just grumbles at you you with something, and you can't understand what he says. So, But he seems kind of harmless because he is behind the cage. Is he chained in there or just in the cage? He's just in the cage. Um... I'll ask. What are you asking? Do you speak common? He doesn't seem to. Do you speak common? He doesn't answer you. Hmm. Man. He uh, uh, he gets is up. Is the door locked? The, the cage door? door? Cage. Yeah. From what you can tell, it looks like it's locked. Okay, and he got up? He stood up and he started walking towards the, uh, the cell door, which you're pretty much standing right near, not like directly in front of it. Right. But he comes over towards that door and stands there by the door, waiting. Wondering. Oh, what the hell. I'll test the door, see if it's locked. Okay. You go over to the door cell and you give a little tug on it and it seems like it's locked. Does this cage door look really sturdy? Oh, yeah. Very, very big iron bars going straight up into the ceiling. Look I don't know if you are friend or foe, but I don't think I can get you out. He kind of grumbles something and, and, and points towards the wall. When Follow you, his finger. <laughs> you look at the wall, you see a, a key. A giant key that looks like it might fit in the lock. I'll go get it. Alright, so you pick up the key and uh, you go put it in the lock and unlock it? I go hold it up in front of this big guy. I say, if if I use this, 
Are you going to hurt me? He just looks at you. Well, you seem pretty docile, so I'll take that as a no. <laughs> I'll go ahead and put it in the key and slowly turn it. Okay. You slowly turn it. You hear the metal clank of what seems to be a, you know, the metal mechanism holding the jail cell closed. And it unclicks. I take a couple of steps back. You see he pushes the door open and steps out. And then he walks about a couple feet towards the entrance and he stands there and waits. With the entrance, I mean back down the hallway towards the big double doors. You want me to follow you? He doesn't. Go look, ahead. He doesn't look back at you. He just kind of walks to there and he just stands there and looks. I go stand next to him. Uh, you, when you come side by side with him, he starts walking down the hallway. You continue to walk with him or stand there. I'll walk with him. You continue to lead towards the large doors where you just came through, and he pushes the doors open, and he walks through, and then he kind of looks around, confused, because he doesn't know what's going on, and then he looks at you. I try, I try to pantomime, like leave or like a walking motion with my fingers he he looks at you and he nods and he walks probably I don't know 15 20 feet away from you and then he turns around looks at you and then you see he crouches down slightly picking up a bunch of the mud in his hand and he hurls it at you Oh, I try to get my shield up. <laughs> you you do. It's just mud, so it just kind of splats all over you. And then he, he looks at you as if to what you're going to do next. He doesn't make any other threatening actions? No, it's kind of your turn, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'll approach him, wiping mud off of myself. Just kind of nonchalantly. Okay, what's your armor class? AC is four. Five. Five, okay. You see, he takes a big giant fist and tries to clobber you into the ground. But you jump out of the way just in the nick of time. And okay. And you see, he, his Hammer eyes... coming at him. All right. <laughs> his eyes have changed, and he has kind of like this hard look in his eyes, like his mean look, like he can't take it anymore. Alright, roll initiative. I got a six. Three. You're going first. You're bashing him with your hammer. And I got a twelve, so that's a thirteen. You hit a thirteen, which isn't normal. So. No, you missed. Okay. He goes and tries to clobber you with his other fist. Ah, and he misses. Same thing again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, two. Five. All right. This time he's going to try to do a clap. Oh, and he hits with a 19. Owie. He does seven points of damage. 
Seven points? Yes, as he smashes into your head. Your move. I'll swing. I miss. Okay. Same uh, action? I'm going to try to bolt for the stairs. So you're going to run. Okay. Initiative. (laughs) I got a two. I got a six. All right. Well, he's going to hit you as you're running by him. Oh, you're lucky he missed. You managed to uh, run right past him, but he's uh, right in chase right behind you. And uh, he's going to hit you from behind. And you get hit with a smash of a fist for three points of damage as you go flying onto the ground on your belly. I got six left. You're probably about 60 feet away from the stairs right now. 60 feet? Yeah. This was one long battlefield. Probably about the size of a football field. What's your move? I'm going to try to spin and clip him in the knee with my hammer. See if I can slow him down so I can get to that crawl away at the top of the stairs. All right. Roll uh, your initiative. One. Nice. I got a six. Go. Eighteen. Oh, a hit. Good job. And five damage. All right, you clipped the right knee with five damage as he holds his knee and screams out towards you. And he goes, and he misses because he's in such pain in his leg. What are you going to do now? Bolton again. All right, initiative. I got a one. I got a six. No, he's going to try to hit you again. Ooh, miss. You get up off your feet, uh, off your belly, and you start running, and he's right behind you. Damn. Oh, and he hits you from behind. Oh, oh. Those bonus to plus, plus two to hit from behind helps. Yes. Ooh, and he hits you with six points of damage as you go clunking right into the wall. That'll put me at zero. And then you last thing you see as your eyes are fluttering closed. It's a giant coming up upon you. And his face gets right up to yours. It's just as you pass out from his hot, stinking, disgusting breath. And that's all you really know what happens. And Belnor ceases to exist for as far as you know. Suck. Yes. Even let him out. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, thank you for uh, finishing this up with me, Chuck. No problem. Hope you had fun playing in the game and come back as soon as you can. I will, I will. I had a great time. Thanks. You have been listening to the quest for the Book of Sorrows. If you have any questions or comments, please visit the cast at rfipodcast.com. Follow the cast on Twitter at rfipodcast or at facebook.com slash rfipodcast. Join us next time for The Quest for the Book of Sorrows.